Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Good morning. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid. We've got Super Wild Card Weekend coming to a close tonight with the Cowboys and Buccaneers, Craig Mish, Davis Maddock with you here on the show. Davis, great to be back here with you. We'll go through our fantasy standouts, also preview the Monday Night Football game as well. Uh, but unlike the last few weeks of the regular season, Davis, we've got a really exciting weekend to recap. Lots of points in these games, lots of surprises in these games as well, as far as plays and underdogs as well. So uh, all things considered, hopefully we cap this off with a good game tonight. But I got to say, I give... The weekend, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I can't give it a plus. I'll give like an A minus for the for the football game this weekend. It was great. I mean, I, probably the only way you could have given it an A plus would have been for one of the Dolphins or Ravens to complete the upsets, right? Where a double digit dog ends up mm-hmm. winning. We we obviously we obviously would have loved that. But I mean, every, I think every game was good. Every game, the balance of who was going to win or not was up in the air in the fourth quarter. Now. Uh, the, the, the seven seeds, man, these, uh, these seven seeds, uh, they're, they're something like the, like since it started, I, they have not won a game. The average, mm. um, you know, scoring discrepancy between the two and the seven has been like 11 points or something like that. But I, I mean, he could have, it could have gone a couple of those games could have gone either way. I mean, I think if Tua plays the dolphins win that game. And if Lamar plays the Ravens for sure, win that game, the Bengals flat out stunk. I mean, Craig, they, stunk man they got they really got away with that one against the ravens last night yeah they sure did and for those of you who uh missed the game we'll get into a lot of this here on the show today and sort of talk about where things go moving forward but uh as they started last year with adding the extra seed maybe that's the disparity for it but again tonight caps it all off with the cowboys and buccaneers and right now over on FanDuel, as we begin with our headlines dallas is minus two and a half on the road this has pretty much been the line all week long not much deviation this is one of the rare games that the line just simply hasn't moved regardless of the way the money has come in buffalo bills survive yeah that's the way to put it at home uh i mean up 17 to 3 early in this game and just sort of gave it away the dolphins come all the way back with skylar thompson and uh and if not for a late penalty who knows may have gone on to tie this game maybe even win it uh, New York Giants, they pretty much deserve this game from start to finish. They go from top five in the NFL draft to division round in one year. They played fantastic, smartly rested their guys at the end of the season, and they looked like the rested team going into that game yesterday. And Nick Kyrgios pulls out of the upcoming Australian Open due to a knee injury. So I guess we could start anywhere you want, Davis, but I think that what most people are talking about today is, of course, coming off last night's game, where, like you, I would agree 
that if Lamar Jackson plays in that game last night, uh, probably the Baltimore Ravens win. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, I saw some of the post game, and, and actually during the season we don't catch a lot of this, but when there's only one game we do, J.K. Dobbins with some pretty harsh words that he wanted a ball on the one-yard line. If Lamar Jackson would have played in that game, they would have won too. And then Harbaugh, after the game last night, said that on that uh, play on the one-yard line, for those of you who didn't see it, I mean, yep. the Ravens had the ball on the goal line. All they needed to do was hand the ball off or just go over the middle. But instead, Lamar Hundley, he went over the top. The ball gets knocked out. Cincinnati runs it all the way back for a touchdown. If you didn't catch that, there's the description. Bottom line is, Davis, uh, even their head coach, Harbaugh, said that Huntley wasn't supposed to do that. He was supposed to run over the middle. So it seems like for the first time in a while, to me, some discontent in Baltimore. What an unbelievable organization. Last 20 years of Super Bowls and winning and all this stuff. First time ever I can remember this sort of stuff happening with them. I mean, I, I get it, though. It's got to be really frustrating to be like, the defense is really good. We fought our way into the playoffs. And we're, they're kind of looking at the AFC, I mean, other than the Chiefs. I mean, I think the Ravens would not beat the Chiefs. But, I mean, the Bengals, we saw how shaky they looked. The, the Bills, uh, the Bills, such a weird season for them. They really only have one good wide receiver, although Gabe Davis did have a really good game yesterday. The defense, which was supposed to be, I mean, the Bills' defense was supposed to be like the best in the NFL, and they just gave up 31 at home to Skylar Thompson. Like, I think the Ravens could be looking at this and be like, what? I mean, if we have Lamar, we beat the Bengals, we beat the Bills, and then all of a sudden we're in the AFC Conference Championship. And, you know, I mean, the Ravens have never beaten uh, the the Mahomes era Chiefs, so it's four years without a win against the Chiefs. But still, I mean, you get you get to that game and anything can happen. I, I would get why they would be frustrated. And I, I think J.K. Dobbins, I, I mean, he he had, like, his media availability was long, and he said a lot of stuff. But the thing I for sure agree with him is Lamar's in that game, they win. I, I just – I really don't have any doubt in my mind because when the, the Bengals already kind of had a bad offensive line, and then when a bad offensive line loses two of their starters, it's like, I mean, what are we even going to do? Um, and and I, I you got you to gotta commend Burrow, though, for uh, you know not eating like a billion sacks and turning the ball over a ton because that's kind of what done when that uh, offensive line has fallen apart in the past. Yeah, no, and and I think without Burrow, the Bengals don't win that game. Like not even close. Like oh, I, I no think chance, that, no oh, chance. He was he was out of this world. You know, I mean, he almost got sacked several times and, and got out of it so many times. And and yeah, I mean the Ravens. I mean basically just had to run the ball in from the one. By the way, the other thing that people aren't talking about today. If the Ravens don't even get it, they still have a chance to win the game at the end. The fact was they turned the ball over and it turned into seven points the other way. The whole point to that, too. Uh, naturally, we're going to get into all these games. But what we'll do is coming up, we'll talk about the fantasy standout from the wild card weekend. We'll go through quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. We'll get Davis's thoughts on how the DFS slate played out as well. So stay with us here on Sports Grid as we're off and running here on this Monday. By the way, I want to mention, obviously, honoring Dr. Martin Luther King today here on Sports Grid as well. So, uh, definitely celebrating his life. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What a weekend it was in fantasy for those of you playing in fantasy football leagues or daily fantasy. A lot of great contests still going on and coming up. We're going to tell you about another one over on Thrive Fantasy, how you can pick props. And uh, we're going to obviously give you a promo code. So stay tuned to that. It's coming up in about 10 minutes from now for the Monday night football game. We'll give you an opportunity to double or uh, match your deposit bonus over at Thrive Fantasy. All right, so let's run through the numbers from the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Again, one more game tonight before it's all said and done. But shining above the rest for the San Francisco 49ers once again was Brock Purdy against the Seattle Seahawks over 300 yards and four touchdowns, an absolute smash in the second half of Seattle's defense. Boy, San Francisco's got a very interesting dilemma on their hands in the offseason. Daniel Jones, meanwhile, who would have figured this? Leading the way for the San Francisco Giants. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he's the only player in history to throw for 200, run for 75, and throw two touchdowns in a playoff game. So congrats to the Giants in that win yesterday. Kirk Cousins, 278, one rushing touchdown, three overall. One probably bad decision at the end of the game. But let's be honest, Minnesota's defense was terrible in that game yesterday. Minnesota probably could have won that game. Trevor Lawrence threw four interceptions in the first half. If he went to sleep, he threw four in the second half, and they ended up coming back to beat the Chargers. Lawrence, with his signature game in the NFL, he's never lost a game on a Saturday. Never. Ever. That's crazy. (laughs) And then Tyler Huntley. I thought Tyler Huntley played really well yesterday. Everyone's going to remember that one play, unfortunately. But uh, I I thought Huntley played good enough to win that game yesterday, Davis. He just made the critical error. Of, of diving too far from the end zone and it got knocked away for a touchdown. And unfortunately that's what people are going to remember from that. Uh, Yeah. I mean, and, and not super fair to Tyler Huntley. Um, Huntley is, has played a lot of, he's, he's been pretty tough, I think for a Ravens team that really is, is built around the strengths of another quarterback. I mean, Huntley coming in and basically being, Hey, can you just pretend to be Lamar Jackson for like six games at a time? Feels, feels to me like that's probably a pretty tough job. For most guys, I, I, I just want to put this out there. And if, you know, if this is, if this ends up me being, you know, old takes exposed or whatever, I just, I think the market and everyone has gotten a little wild with the 49ers stuff. The 49ers are now ahead of the Eagles in Super Bowl and NFC conference championship odds. We are falling over ourselves to crown Brock Purdy when let's be honest, we've seen Nick Mullins. We've seen CJ Beathard do these things. And by the way, Jimmy Garoppolo has started two NFC conference championship games 
basically ran the same offense and we were already i mean craig how many times have we kicked jimmy g to the curb like five times in his nfl career i i think there is a small edge in the markets right now on betting on the eagles because i i do i think the eagles are just the slightly slightly better team and and we're sort of all caught up in this moment but obviously brock purdy is like it's, it's it's kind of the most amazing story happening in the nfl right now this seventh round rookie mr irrelevant just you know crushing in in the nfl playoffs yeah i mean i i mean i, I disagree in the sense that i don't think the market is too high just because i think that after philadelphia and san francisco i believe the market is weak so i understand right. that the, the where i would agree with you is that san francisco is going to lose at some point and look bad before this is all said and done we know that but it still doesn't mean that they haven't had a great season and they've sort of you know hit their expectation level i think um but could they lose this week? Yeah. I mean, they could. They, they could lose any game. They're going to lose eventually. They're going to go down. They're not going to win the Super Bowl because something's going to go wrong for them, which is what happens in the past. But I don't think it takes away from this kid coming in and playing so well. As he, I mean, it's shocking to see them just smash Seattle in the second half of that game. Uh, speaking of which, running backs, Christian McCaffrey, over 100 yards, two receptions, probably like a slow game for him, all things considered, the last five weeks. But he did plenty. Saquon Barkley, some tough runs, also got some nice PPR receiving yards yesterday, which was a little bit of a surprise. Five for 58, two touchdowns for him. J.K. Dobbins, I think his his comments were accurate. He looked like the best offensive player on the field for Baltimore and and maybe could have done more. I don't know. They'd see, maybe they were saving him. I'm not sure. Four receptions as well. Dobbins never catches passes. He caught a bunch yesterday, scored a touchdown. Austin Eckler scored twice, didn't do much else, but that's great for fantasy. And then Kenneth Walker Jr., uh, Kenneth Walker III, excuse me, Davis, was so great in the first half against San Francisco, and then things just got so far out of hand that uh, couldn't really use him in the second half. Yeah, which is, I mean, it is kind of unfortunate because the, the, that game was at least hanging in the balance a little bit, right? I mean, like around halftime. I guess I, I misspoke earlier when I said all these games were competitive in the fourth quarter. San Francisco-Seattle was not competitive in the fourth quarter. It could have been, though. There were a couple bounces of the ball. Geno had a couple really bad uh you know turnovers which you know happens and uh that i mean that was kind of the knock on him in samples of him playing in the past was the turnover type stuff so you know uh it, it is what it is i i gotta say though the the christian mccaffrey thing the the second and fourth round pick for christian mccaffrey it does look pretty brilliant man because he is just so this dude is so good and you know, could would they also probably be NFC favorites with Eli Mitchell and Tevin Coleman or whoever? Probably. But there just is something about you got Kittle, you got McCaffrey, you got Deboot, you got Ayuk out there, and you're just like, who do we defend? I mean, who can we possibly defend right now? This offense just seems so unbelievable. Yep, for sure. All right, let's hit the wide receivers. Uh, in that in that non-comeback for Seattle, DK Metcalf was targeted a million times, it felt like, in that game against San Francisco. He scored twice, 10 for 136 and a touchdown. Debo Samuel was also incredible for San Francisco. He had six receptions, 133 and a touchdown. Isaiah Hodges is a name that we're going to be talking about next year for sure. I just don't know if it's fool's gold or not because the guy right after him was the fool's gold. But anyway... Isaiah Hodges, over 100 yards and a touchdown. Gabe Davis, again, here we go. Playoffs, 6, 113, a touchdown. Been there, done that. And Jamar Chase, nine receptions, 84 yards, a touchdown. And uh, and also a ton of targets from Joe Burrow in this game yesterday. So a lot of the big guys showed up. But I think Hodges is the one that a lot of people are talking about today. Yeah, Hodgins is pretty interesting because uh, the, there, there's a team uh, playing in the AFC that could use a guy capable of going eight 
for 105 and one in the playoffs. The Buffalo Bills looked kind of lost yesterday, and I know Gabe Davis did have a good game, but Hodgins started out this year on the Buffalo Bills practice squad. He was cut, moved over to the New York Giants, and it just feels like that team has had no answer at slot wide receiver all year long. Feels like Hodgins probably could have contributed there. Probably the biggest missing name from this list, Craig, if, uh, if you're playing in any of these fantasy football playoff pools, uh, of which I am, tons of them, if you took Justin Jefferson as your Viking or he was one of your big selections, I mean, you got you, – you can't win, right? I mean, Justin Jefferson, I think he got 11 PPR points in a loss, so no more games for him. It, he, he was like the biggest um, losing pick of any of these – of any of these playoff drafts and bummer bummer for Metcalf would have loved to have seen more playoff games for Metcalf. But uh, I don't know. I just, I Seattle's kind of fascinating. Cause like the Gino thing clearly I think has run its course, but he's going to be their quarterback next year. But I just, I would love to see, uh, you know, I, I it would have been really cool for them to be able to get Stroud or young or just one of these young guys. Cause I think their roster is set up to compete. Yeah, they may. They still may do that and have Geno start another year, but he's going to be expensive now going into next year. If anyone doesn't think so, look, take a look at the bottom five quarterbacks in the NFL. All right, uh, tight ends. Now, the Chargers found a way to lose that game, but they did find a way to get Gerald Everett the ball quite a bit with no Mike Williams in that game. He had over 100 yards in the touchdown. TJ Hawkinson had a monster game, 10 for 129 in a touchdown. Evan Engram again smacks Davis around. I don't know why Davis hates Evan Engram so much. Seven for uh, 80, a touchdown again for this guy. It's, it's had an unbelievable run with Jacksonville. Uh, Dawson Knox had a touchdown early, then not much else. And then Mark Andrews was open early and often. And uh, honestly, was a big reason, I think, that Baltimore stayed in the game. Yeah, Mark Andrews was uh, one of my favorite plays in these playoff leagues. Um, TJ Hawkinson, really good. TJ Hawkinson... Next year, I think it's probably going to be the second guy who goes off the board in fantasy football drafts at tight end. And uh, honestly, I can't can't really say I, I disagree, but a good a good performance from him. Yeah, for sure. All right, we will take a quick timeout. Coming up next, it's time for the Thrive Five. Davis has got five props for you on Thrive Fantasy. We got a promo code that's going to match your first deposit bonus if you're new to the game. So stay on the grid. We'll have that for you next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
Time to prop up with Thrive Fantasy. For those of you who have not downloaded the app, you need to do it now because Davis and I are going to run through five props tonight that are going to help you make money on the Thrive Fantasy app. It's a great way to engage with sports and also proposition wagers and make sure that you use our promo code, which is SportsGrid. And if you do and you make your first deposit, they're going to match it up to a 100% deposit bonus. This is up to $250. So basically, what does that mean? You download the app, you use the promo code, you put $100 in, they're going to match it with another 100 You put 200 in, they're going to match it, etc. And we're going to go through some props as well to help you out while you're getting started. We like to call it the Thrive Five. Well, Davis, if things go tonight like they have gone this weekend, we're in store for a really good game on Monday night. I tend to think the NFL likes this high scoring, so I would I would guess. Big time. You know, normally, I'm an under guy. It's much easier to do that, and I think that the, the lean is always with me on the unders because everyone likes to bet overs. That definitely was not the case this weekend between Dallas and Tampa Bay, and so we'll run through five props, and uh, maybe some overs uh, should be involved in some of these based on the way the weekends went. Yeah, I mean, uh, my my sense is that it's going to be pretty much dictated by if the Buccaneers play a strategy that's good or they play the strategy that they've used all year, which is running the ball as much as possible for three quarters until they have no choice. Then they go into the shotgun, they hurry it up. And, I mean, that's the only reason they even made it to the playoffs is because they miraculously came back in a couple of these games. But if the Buccaneers open up first quarter – you know, play action on first down. They're taking shots. Like, I, I think we could be in store for a great game. It's really, it's really just dependent on them. All right. So let's review. Let's throw the five props that we're going to review here on the show up. And then we'll go ahead and go through them for you here as we go through the different Dallas and Tampa Bay propositions. We've got Dak Prescott, his total amount of passing yards is set at 240 and a half. The second one will be Ezekiel Elliott, the running back on the Cowboys, a half a touchdown, which means he scores once, you win. If he doesn't, you lose. Dalton Schultz, also, his total is a half a touchdown. Leonard Fournette, his total receiving and rushing yards set at 72 and a half. And then Rashad White, we've got his total amount of yards in the game at 46 and a half. So, Davis, let's get started. Let's start with Dak Prescott. 240 and a half passing yards tonight. Over will get you 95 Thrive Fantasy points. Under will get you 105. Where are we going? Yeah. I don't see any way, no way the Dallas Cowboys win this game if he goes under this. I mean, it, we, we, we're, we'd be talking like a defensive touchdown, uh, a long Tony Pollard run. Like it just, or or like maybe they have like a, a classic. Uh, the Cowboys uh, used to do did this like when uh, Dak and, and Zeke were younger. They would do these like bone-crushing 12-minute drives where they'd run on first, second down, like short play action stuff. They're they're a bit different of a team now. But I'm going I'm going the over here. Um, one, I actually think the market tonight, uh, and this is true in DFS, this is true in the betting markets, this is true on Thrive. I think people are going to be on the Buccaneers side. I think people uh, are are sort of anticipating a lower scoring kind of grinded out game. And to me, we talked about this last week. I, the Cowboys are just a much better team. They really are. They, they're their yards per play, offense, defense. They have a good pass rush, all that stuff. I, I'm going over here on Dak, and I'm going to be a little bit more optimistic than the market on the Cowboys than the Buccaneers. 
All right, so there you go, the first one of five. Again, we're going to review five here on the show. First one, we've got Dak Prescott, and make sure you play that one tonight. In addition to Dak's passing yards, we've got Ezekiel Elliott and his total amount of touchdowns. That's the next one we're going to do. Then Dalton Schultz, Leonard Fournette, and then we'll cap it off with Rashad White. All right, next up, Davis, we're going to Ezekiel Elliott, running back on the Dallas Cowboys. Naturally, Elliott, no stranger to the end zone. Tony Pollard looks to be also 100% for this game. All he's got to do is score a touchdown tonight, and you get 85 thrive points. But if you play the other side of this, Davis, you get 115 fantasy points on thrive. Which direction are you going? Okay, so I uh, I just like the risk-reward of this one. Uh, 115 points for Ezekiel Elliott not scoring a touchdown. Um, I, I think that uh, the most natural the most natural outcome here would be if the Cowboys are serious about winning this game is Tony Pollard is going to play more. If you look at uh, a lot of their snaps and their distributions in the regular season, you would see that in games that were really important, games that were closely contested. For example, uh, the divisional game against the New York Giants that Dallas had to win back in week 12. It was Pollard's 60% snap share, right? 18 carries. And then in games that mattered a little bit less, the games where, where the result really was, was not in doubt, Zeke played a little bit more. And also the Buccaneers front seven, it, like they have a very good run defense. So I'm going to be fading Zeke in a lot of these contests tonight on Thrive. So I'm taking the under on 0.5 touchdowns on Zeke. Uh, and I think the over, by the way, is probably going to be one of the most popular ones on, on the entire state. It's got 12 touchdowns this year. All right. So no touchdown for Ezekiel Elliott tonight. That's under one half a touchdown on Thrive. Uh, all right. So reviewing the five we're reviewing once again, we've got Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Dalton Schultz, Leonard Fournette, and Rashad White. The next one we're going to review is the tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. That is Dalton Schultz. If he scores a touchdown tonight, Davis Boy, you cash in 125 fantasy points tonight for Dalton Schultz. That's on the over. The under is 75. I feel like this is like opportunistic here by you. I have a feeling I know which way you're going to go because if you hit this, you got a real chance to make money tonight. Yep, I am. I am taking the over here. Um, so the the first thing is Dalton Schultz is now like fully healthy. Remember, there was a time uh, in the year he he injured his shoulder and was only playing about sixty percent of the snaps. Uh, the last four games, he's been up above eighty six percent of the snaps. He also has nineteen targets in his last two games. And um, look, I'm a big fan of Michael Gallup. Uh, he he really has not been very good uh, for the Cowboys. They, they've really kind of needed a second guy. Schultz has stepped up for them, uh, obviously not against Washington because the entire team stunk, but he was really good against Tennessee, actually scored two touchdowns against the Titans. Uh, I just, it's it's a combination of, I think the markets are a little underpriced on Schultz, but also, you know, just a, a good old classic. I just kind of have a feeling. Sometimes you just kind of have a feeling and I, I sort it. of have a feeling that, uh, that Dalton Schultz is going to have a really good game tonight against the Buccaneers. All right, so uh, three out of five are down. That's the one on Dalton Schultz that you'll want to play tonight. Reviewing our Thrive 5-4 this evening's Monday Night Football game, we've got the over on Dak Prescott's total amount of passing yards. That is 240.5. Ezekiel Elliott to not score a touchdown. That's under a half. Dalton Schultz giving you one touchdown tonight is the way to play. Okay, now, I wonder if it's going to be playoff Lenny. 
Davis, we really don't know. I think that, you know, Fournette, to be honest with you, is probably coming toward the end, in my opinion, as far as being fantasy viable at all. 72 and a half rushing and receiving yards over on 105, under on 95. So basically you get a little bit more points if he goes over this tonight. He just hasn't done it a lot this year. Yep, and and I am leaning in that direction as well. I think probably the key thing to note about the market assumption with Leonard Fournette and Rashad White is that the market has kind of just decided that Leonard Fournette is the lead back and Rashad White is the complementer. But really the way it's worked out, and this is true going all the way back to the uh, the, the Week 16 game or the week, uh, week 15 game against Arizona, is they've really alternated series. So... Burnett comes in for a series, and as long as that series goes on, he stays in there. Then the next time they they break the huddle, Rashad White is in there. But kind of what's happened, it's sort of interesting, for example, in that Arizona game, it just was the case that Fournette's drives just went all the way down the field. I, I believe they scored on two of Fournette's drives, and Rashad White was out there for the punts. And, I mean, you know, you could say, like, oh, it's because Burnett's better than Rashad White. I don't really buy it. So I think that the market just kind of has this assumption wrong. I think it should be priced closer to a 50-50. It's not. The market has Burnett ahead. So I am taking the under here. All right. So under on Leonard Fournette. We got four out of five down with one more to go. And, again, we're playing the Thrive Fantasy app tonight. Make sure you download it. We've given you four out of the five propositions so far over on Dak Prescott's yards. Ezekiel Elliott to not score a touchdown. Dalton Schultz will score one. Leonard Fournette, total amount of rushing and receiving under 72 and a half. The final prop that we're going to go over here is Rashad White. Can't wait to see what his numbers look like in 2023, Davis, as far as the regular season, but still not getting the playing time that you would think, but his total is 45 and a half. Boy, does this seem spot on. And his uh, his points tonight, if you go over are 100, if you go under, it's 100. So this is like a coin flip. Which way are you flipping tonight? Uh, I'm going to go on the over here for Rashad White. So again, I did just mention basically been altering drives with Fournette. But even even with kind of losing that, even with sort of, you know, just getting unlucky on his drives, he's still been over this. And I also anticipate him being pretty used as a receiver. So I, I just, I think this is an easy over. So I'm going under on Fournette over on Rashad White. That's the way I'm leaning. All right, so there you go, folks. You got it. All five props. For those of you watching on a mobile device, screenshot right there. Download the app, use the promo code SportsGrid, and play these five props that you're seeing on your screen. Prescott, over on the yards. Elliott, under on the touchdowns. Schultz, over on the touchdowns. Fournette, under on the receiving and rushing yards. And then Rashad White, play that one as well as the fifth one. So there you go. You've got five props right now. Use our promo code SportsGrid. Match your deposit up to $250. And we just gave you five props to play. Can't get any easier than that. Go ahead and get signed up. We'll take a quick time out here on FST. Coming up next, time for some fantasy or reality. So stay on the grid. David and I will be right back after the SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every Monday throughout the fantasy football season, we brought in Andrew Erickson, of course, from Fantasy Pros to sort of recap things, look ahead also, which we're going to do here on the show again today. Andrew, thanks again for coming on the show with Davis and I. Hope you enjoyed Super Wild Card Weekend with one more to go tonight. Yeah, no, it was an excellent slate of games. I found myself on the couch dialed in for 10 plus hours yesterday, and I was loving every minute of it. Yeah, definitely a lot of fun to watch all those games. The first game of all of them maybe was the least exciting of all. Uh, first half looked actually pretty good. And then the Brock Purdy show began, and, and it was pretty much a wrap for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Purdy threw another four touchdowns yesterday and has just been a massive, massive surprise and a star in the playoffs that the common person is just going to be rooting for to watch because he was you know, obviously irrelevant in a lot of different ways. And now he's leading the 49ers to a position where I think, Andrew, I think if he wins one more game, I mean, he's got to be the starter going into next year, doesn't he? I mean, I think that he's definitely put his name in the conversation, but I do think that the 49ers have the option to still, like, they decide, hey, let's make Trey Lance, make an open competition, but still give Trey, like, you know, the first team reps, put him out there, and if he goes out and lays another egg, then they just go to Brock Purdy, and then they roll with that. I, I just don't think you can start with Brock Purdy and then go back to Trey Lance. I think it makes most sense for them to go back to Trey Lance, see if it works out one more time. If it doesn't, then they just roll the dice with, again with Brock Purdy, and then they just move on from Trey Lance. Maybe they put him in a Taysom Hill-esque type of role in the offense. Um, but I, I don't think Brock Purdy, even though how, how well he has played, we've seen this before with tons of 49ers quarterbacks. Like, obviously, he's been winning more games than the Nick Mullins and the CJ Beathards of the world, but those guys still put up really decent numbers too. And he is playing better than those guys were, but I still think he's a product of the system. Yeah. I mean, so one, I, I think Andrew has nailed it exactly correctly. I mean, we've seen this, we we've done this with Nick Mullins. We've done this with CJ Beathard. And honestly, in my opinion, we've done it with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like I think whatever team ends up signing Jimmy Garoppolo in free agency, this off season is, is, is going to end up, uh, you know, whether that be the Jets, well, I mean, I could, could see the Raiders being the Jimmy G destination. I think that team is is going to regret that decision, honestly. But I will, uh, this is my this is my brain breaker for the day. The, what I'm about to say 
no one is going to believe this. Trey Lance got drafted two years ago. Brock Purdy got drafted eight months ago. Trey Lance is younger by about 40 days than Brock Purdy. We are talking about like this guy is so young. He is so, so on the beginning of his development curve. I, I Trey Lance is going to start in week one for the 49ers next year. I think unless if the San Francisco 49ers with Brock Purdy win the Super Bowl, I think at that point they're just like, well, you know, it is what it is. But I think any other outcome than that, Trey Lance is starting week one for the 49ers next year. But I would be tempted to buy on Purdy if that's kind of the way the markets treat him. Like if you can get him for a second round rookie pick in Dynasty Leagues, I, I think I would just do it because he seems to me like a guy who's going to kind of maybe Minshewy, where he's going to get plenty of starts for the rest of his career. Yeah, no doubt. It's look great with them. Um, I don't know, boy, if, if they win again this week, seems to me he's got the job. But again, I've been wrong before. Be wrong again. All right, let's take a look at the Giants. And Daniel Jones has come into his own this year. All it took was a coach, a real coach, Andrew and Brian Dable, who you know has made this guy not only into a starter, but a good fantasy starter as well. And he, the Giants have overachieved. They get to the playoffs. They win a playoff game and uh, Jones breaking records yesterday, the first to throw 200 rush for 75 and two touchdowns in a playoff game. And, and sometimes it doesn't look pretty, but it definitely looks good enough. And with the lack of starting quarterbacks, there are in both reality and fantasy. I can only imagine that Jones will continue. Yeah. There are moments when I was watching the game yesterday. I'm like, wait, is this, am I watching Michael Vick against the Minnesota Vikings? No, that's Daniel Jones because he was just, he was taken off and running 17 carries. He had more than Saquon. He led the team in rushing yards and in carries. So they're just going all out with Daniel Jones using his legs on the ground. He's an athletic quarterback, which we knew about him coming out from Duke. And I think that the Giants are going to end up keeping him into next year and trying to commit to him maybe in a long-term possibility. Like you have the coaching staff that's working with him in such a great way. And we've seen this with quarterbacks that perform in fantasy and not necessarily perform in the win-loss column with Josh Allen, with Jalen Hurts. Like, they were always getting by because of their athletic ability, and then when they finally put things together with the right head coach, you saw it actually translate to on-the-field success in terms of wins and losses. So I think that Daniel Jones is going to be someone that, in fantasy next year, like, he may be actually falling into that late-round quarterback where he could jump up into the elite territory because of the skill set he has and if the Giants actually add legitimate weapons around him. I mean, I think it's honestly going to be pretty dictated by what type of contract he negotiates with the Giants this offseason. Because uh, remember, they, I, I mean, on, maybe actually it worked out for them to turn down his fifth-year option because then they can just negotiate and get a long-term extension done if they want to. But if he gets, you know, let's call it a real deal. You know, let's say he gets five years, you know, $38 million per year guaranteed with like not a ton of incentives. I mean, I think he's going to go in like the eighth round of fantasy drafts because of that rushing skill set. Now, if they give him the, uh, you got the, the Matt Ryan contract, right? You got to start 70% of the games. You got to win X amount of games. You got to complete X amount of passes. I and and there's more room for an out. I think that changes how the market will view him. Unfortunately, I think that means I'm probably just not going to have very much of Daniel Jones next year because, like, no way am I buying Daniel Jones at, at pick 87 or whatever. I just, I can't, I can't quite get there. And maybe that's on me. Maybe I need to change my opinions. All right. Well, look, uh, Daniel Jones, not the same pedigree as our next guy who 
has never lost a game. I couldn't believe this stat. Has never lost a game on a Saturday. So naturally, uh, you know, Davis is very upset because Trevor Lawrence is going to Kansas City and going to win this Saturday too. As Jacksonville just keeps moving on toward the Super Bowl here, Lawrence threw for uh, four interceptions in the first half. And I was watching the game with my son. He fell asleep. In the morning, I had to explain to him how this is possible that a player could come back and throw four touchdown passes and win the game for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Or did the Chargers lose the game? I don't know. There's a lot of layers to this for sure, no doubt. But from a fantasy perspective, Andrew, which is what we're focused on here, I I think Lawrence is making the leap. I do. I think he's making the leap. Look, he's never going to be in the same category as some of these guys that run, like Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson and some others. But I think he's probably the first non-running quarterback taken in fantasy drafts next year. I don't know if that's a fair assessment. No, I think that that's a, a fair assessment on Trevor Lawrence, especially when you look at who they're adding to the fold. Calvin Ridley. Like, they're adding a legitimate wide receiver, one that's put up monster numbers at the NFL level. He's coming off, obviously, a long absence. But when we last saw him on the field, he was still being very productive. So just that in itself, you know, another year on the Doug Peterson system, a team that wants to throw the football more than rush the football. Trevor Lawrence entering his third season. Yeah, I mean, you're going to want to sign me up for Trevor Lawrence, especially if he falls into that, you know, late round elite quarterback type of territory, which is, I think, the strategy I'm going to be like implementing this year, where you're not necessarily taking a guy in the second round like Mahomes, Josh Allen, but some of these guys that trickle into the fifth, sixth round that you think can match some of these top tier quarterbacks in terms of fantasy. Trevor Lawrence might really fall into that tier in that category. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I guess, Craig, your your proposition is true unless you count Joe Burrow as a throw-only quarterback because uh, Burrow, Burrow will go ahead of Lawrence. Um, so, so like, the, the the deal with Lawrence is, I it's like he's kind of a bizarro quarterback. Like, half the snaps you watch him and you're like, this guy is Joe Montana. This is the great, like, I can't believe this guy's generational. He's amazing. And then some of these plays, it's like he gets brain swapped with a fan or something. I mean, the interception he threw to Zay Jones at the end of the first quarter against the charge. I mean, this is like a high school quarterback's interception. But I I just like Trevor Lawrence. I like to root for him. I, I kind of I just kind of like his vibe, love the hair, you know. And I I just I don't know, I just kind of like rooting for Trevor Lawrence. And I also like the idea of the Jaguars being so good after Urban Meyer was so bad. Um but I, I do think we are going to see Trevor Lawrence lose his first ever game on Sunday at, at Arrowhead, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know about that. Going to keep winning on Saturdays. It's got, I mean, how can you buck that trend right now? I, I don't know how to do that Jacksonville at Kansas City. All right. Uh, well, still, you know, postscript tonight coming for sure, Andrew, on Brady and Prescott, no doubt. Both of them have sort of had their issues this season. Uh, Brady's numbers were, were, you know, fine for, I mean, for any other quarterback, except for it's Tom Brady, I guess, throwing for more than 4,500 yards and 28 touchdowns, nine picks. I guess that's high for him considering the the touchdown number. But I, I, I mean, I, I guess predicting is impossible right now, Andrew, because m- my sense is, is that some significant change would have to happen in Tampa Bay for him to go back there, I think. And that would start tonight, I guess, if if they lost this game tonight. I definitely could see that next year. Yeah, I mean, there's no guarantee that Brady is back in Tampa Bay. Is he going to play next year? He probably will play just because, I mean, what else does he have to do? So he's going to keep playing football as long as he can, as long as he can get a job somewhere. I think that Las Vegas makes a lot of sense, especially with Devontae Adams talking about how he wants input on the quarterback. He has a relationship with Josh McDaniels, so you could see that potentially happening there. You know, does he try to go back with Miami? You know, at the Tua thing, you know, what's going on there with his long-term health? So 
a lot of obviously repercussions coming in tonight and hopefully we'll get a resolution sooner rather later if the Buccaneers end up not coming out with the win here against Dallas. Yeah, I'm I'm totally with you, Craig. I don't I don't think this guy wants to play for the Buccaneers. I don't think he will play for the Buccaneers. I I, I think probably the only way he ends up coming back is if the owner says, We'll fire everybody. Whoever you don't want in this building, they're gone. Whoever you want in this building, they're there, right? Um, I, I think it's far more likely that he ends up uh, you know, being a quarterback of another team. How about how about this one? If Tom Brady is the quarterback of the Jets. Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Breesaw. That is very, very interesting to me, him quarterbacking the Jets. I, I would I would probably have a lot of him in fantasy if that's where he ends up. Yeah, it was interesting. I was reading about some of that this weekend, and I guess the narrative at this point were some initial comments that he made when he first went to Tampa that he would never play in the Northeast in the cold again. So I, I forgot about that completely when he came back. I don't know. Is that the case? We'll see. But again, he retired and came back, so I don't think we can count on anything with this guy. And then finally, Dak Prescott, right now, as it stands, still a lot in front of him. There's no question Dallas is very talented, Andrew. But when Prescott was healthy this year, he didn't look like the Prescott of a couple of years ago. And and especially for dynasty leagues, I think people have to start thinking about what the future may look like. Now, look, he's still going to be the quarterback of the Cowboys next year. Let's not get it twisted. But I don't know. Like, like how how good does he have to look to continue to consider him in fantasy? He's dropped now, I think, two consecutive years in drafts, and I think next year will be a third. Yeah, I mean, the issue with Dallas is they don't have another number two receiver. Like, you look at a lot of these top quarterbacks, not named Mahomes, but they have multiple weapons outside of their number one receiver. And Lamb has really stepped up this year. He stepped up his game as the number one. But, you know, taking Amari Cooper out of it and – assuming that Michael Gallup would take this massive leap when he hasn't really done anything since his second year in the league, still like doesn't look like he's hundred percent. I mean, T.Y. Hilton is getting significant snaps, a guy that was sitting on the couch and he is like being more productive than Noah Brown and Michael Gallup. So I think it's still a weapons thing with Dak. And I just think that the interceptions are just being overblown because they just happen to be pick sixes. So I think that if they add another weapon along with lamb, I think Dak will be fine. Andrew is hundred percent correct. Dak doesn't run anymore, but he is not added. Like he, he's not made up for the running with the addition of a great second wide receiver, you know, Gallup, Hilton, Noah Brown. I think Dallas will add one of those guys in the draft and I will uh, 12th round Dak next year. Like I'm in, just sign me up. I will, I'll be all over that. All right. Dak against Brady tonight. We'll check it out. Andrew, enjoy the game tonight. We'll I'll catch up again next week. Thanks again. Awesome. Thanks guys. All right, Andrew Erickson of Fantasy Pros with us here on the show. We've got the Sports Grid 60 coming up next, and then we got the early line coming up at the top of the hour right here on Sports Grid. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today as we get ready to wrap up the show. Hope you enjoyed tonight's Monday Night Football game. But before we get there, we got to get out of here. So let's turn it over to Davis as he has today's Sports Grid 60. You know who did not enjoy watching that comeback, that Jacksonville Jaguars comeback against the Los Angeles Chargers, Urban Meyer, wherever wherever he is. I, I think that, you know, every year there's going to be some team that's really bad because of coaching. But I, Craig, it's going to be my job on this show is every so often, let's say once every three months or so, I'm just going to remind everyone of Urban Meyer's time in Jacksonville where he took like a really good promising young team, Trevor Lawrence, number one overall pick, the, the golden child of – the NFL, and and just made it the worst footballing experience to watch. And Doug Peterson, who I think is like a fine coach, but not a great coach, getting them to a second playoff game. I mean, it really is phenomenal stuff. So there's your Urban Meyer, maybe the worst coach in NFL history reminder. Well, uh, you know, I'm going to take a, another uh, shot here at another coach, uh, former coach in the NFL in a good way. I just earned, to me, in my mind, more respect for Cliff Kingsbury than I ever had in all the time that he was with the coach uh, as the Arizona Cardinals. It was reported over the weekend NFL Network that Kingsbury bought a ticket to Thailand and a one-way ticket and has no plans of coming back. Yes, thank you very much. All the millions that you're making as a coach, it doesn't matter who you are. Take your money, go enjoy some of it. Use some of it. Coaching in the NFL is hard. Inevitably, you're going to be fired. College, pro, everywhere else. I was so happy to see that one of these coaches with this big bag is taking it to go away for a bit. Very well done by Cliff Kingsbury. Maybe the first of his kind. I wish more coaches would take some time off to enjoy. That'll do it for the show. Thanks again to Andrew Erickson, of course, for our great production team, as well as our friends at LTN. For Davis Maddock, I'm Craig Mish. Coming up next is the early line. I'm back with you at 2 o'clock Eastern for another edition of Newswire, where Richard Sharp will be on the show. So make sure you tune in. See you then. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.